Love Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. And y'all, we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. Uh, I'm going to read out of the the book of Psalms, the third psalm. And I'm going to read the first three verses. And it says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Second verse. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Third verse. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And we're going to open up the uh, broadcast with prayer. And uh, then I'm going to introduce my special guest today. And we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about those things that affect us the most, which is our family. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise. Because like the psalm said, you are the lifter of my head. You are my defender. You are everything to me, and I give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. We ask that this radio broadcast go forth and touch every heart, every soul, and every mind. In the name of Yahshua, your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, and thank God. Uh, I want to bring in, I want to bring in uh, my sister, who's been on the show with me before, uh, Sister Stephanie, can you introduce yourself if you want to do a prayer, if you want to say a scripture, if you, you know, feel free to go ahead. The mic is yours. Hi, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, Mr. Gant, for allowing us, uh, you know, this opportunity this morning uh, for being on your show once again. It is indeed a treat on being here. Um, Matthew, uh, uh, seek ye first, the kingdom of God is our uh, scripture that we follow uh, for single-parent coalition uh, because he is definitely the foundation of everything that we do in our lives, Amen. no matter what we go through. Amen. And uh, basically what we do is we educate families of their rights as it pertains to family law. Uh, you know, people there are a lot of single parents out there, men and women, and we want to be able to change the stigma that's tied to single parents, thinking that we are – you know, you feel sorry for us. Oh, she's a single mom. Oh, she's a single dad. Oh, I feel sorry for him or her. No, we're, we may be single parents, but we can handle our own. We can move forward. We're next-level single parenting. We're, uh, we're getting our monies right. We are uh, starting businesses, multiple businesses, so that, and we're focusing on our children. We're making them a priority, 
and we are setting boundaries and standards and just moving to the next level. So we're super excited about it. Everybody has a story to tell, and uh, we're pushing everybody and providing them with um, to surround them, to let them know that they're not alone. Like this Valentine's, we're doing SPC treats. Uh, we're watching a movie together in our PJs, and we're going to watch a movie together, have our chocolates and our, can- our, our chocolate candy and popcorn and our favorite drink, and we're just going to mm-hmm. come together. No depression here for Valentine's Day. Well, Stephanie, you know, I, I think our single mothers are, 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 are part of the foundation of our community right now. So, so let me introduce our other guests, and then I want you to jump right back in there on that on that subject. Mona, would you come on in and tell them your full name and tell them who you are and 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 what you're about? Absolutely. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for having me. Thank you to God for being able to be a part of this and testimony of our stories. We all have a story. My name is Mona Solomon, and I am a single parent. And I have embraced that from the beginning. And my joy, my pleasure of this is the ultimate being a single parent, being a parent, if you will, to the future of our of our country, of our nation. And that is what yeah. is needs to be shared, and um, we are a village to help one another, to motivate, inspire, and empower one another, that this is okay. This is, this is the time, and um, we can succeed. Thank you for having me. Okay, okay, Stephanie. Now jump on back in there and tell us about what you're doing and, and why is it so important for us to deal with the single parents. When we're talking about single parents, we're not just talking about women that, are, that we got a lot of black males that have taken up that banner also. Go ahead, Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, are you there? Okay. Well, we, we certainly, there are many single parents. I can say personally, um, just from my journey alone, meeting people along the way, um, there are single dads, there are single moms. And, and the bottom line needs to be that we're all parents. Single or united, let's do this together. Yeah. And, when, and when, right. we say, when we say parent, okay, give us give us a description of that because when, when people say parent, they be thinking of you know a, a, a household with a male and a female in it. But now the dynamics have changed. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, single parent, we'll call them um, basically. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, it was just a matter of the of the single parents or the parents. It's a matter of those leaders, those um, people, mentors, those guardians. Um, you know, God puts us here um, with a purpose. And sometimes it is that that household looks very different these days. And we're all parenting. We are custodians and guardians of our children to raise them in the way they should go. Well, well I, know, I know in my, in my experience, you know, in, in, in my marriage, I, you know, I became a stepfather as well as a father to my children that were born. So, so there's, another, there's another role that we have to play as being, you know, extended family, you know, especially, you know, taking in, you know, a fa- a, you know, a stepchild who has a father, you know, and, 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 you know, we have to deal with all those issues too. 
So, so Stephanie, I'm going to ask you to ring me in on that because uh, you got a lot of events and a lot of things going on that's that set to edify those type of situations. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm finding out that a lot of people have many different um, meanings of what a single parent is and what they look like. A single parent is a person bringing up a child or children without a partner, and that's you. You are you are doing that. I heard a young lady. A video was sent to me. She said that, and I quote: "She said that uh, uh, if it's a single parent." Uh, they were not married. Apparently, they were just girlfriend and boyfriend. They had a child, and she, in her mind, if the dad is participating and taking care of the child, then you are not a single parent. You are a single woman, and that is not true because you can come together. You are not living together. You're not married, so you are a single parent. And if that person decided to wish to no longer take care of that child, you will still be a single parent. And single parents, yeah. you are 100%. You are 100% responsible for your child. It's not a 50, 50% here. It's not a 50% for him. You are 100%. Both of you decided to lay down and have this child together. And if no matter who walks out, you can't go put that child in a, take care of the child for six months and then come back and then want to put the child up in a shelter for six months and come back and get him or her. You can't do that. You are 100% responsible for that, for taking care of that child. And a lot of people don't understand that. And you get confused because in some instances, some people are ashamed to be a single parent. And there's nothing to be ashamed of because society says that we're supposed to be married, you know, and that may be it for some people, but not for everybody. So no matter how you became a single parent, you still are blessed. You still have a purpose. You still have a ministry inside of you that needs to be heard. Everybody has a book in them that needs to be heard that will help somebody else. And being a single parent, in my opinion, is just when you have chosen to be in this holding space to, until you, you know, decide to get married again, or if you do not, or if you just continue to just want to walk and help other people, that's fine. But you're in that holding space to prepare for your purpose. Know who you are. Love on. Learn to love yourself. Learn to uh, 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 take in on self-care and self-love and know the difference. Learn to do the work, set boundaries, set standards, and stick to them. And, and learn the game in the season that we're in as it comes to dating and relationships. And if you Absolutely. choose to do that, your life will, will take a turn for the better because now mm-hmm. you have the confidence to move forward in what God has called you to do, and you can walk away from what God has not called you to do or be a part of. Absolutely. I think think also to add in just that um, I think it's important and imperative in this day and age, of course, also. It's interesting, you know, not necessarily to look at the course, but we need that structure and that direction even from a standpoint not from the parenting but if a parent doesn't want to be involved or does how they choose you know Stephanie Mm -hmm. you brought up a good point you know it's not if if one doesn't want to that doesn't mean the other person doesn't have to or it's you take them now I'll take them then it's it's a Mm -hmm. joint effort and it is a co-parenting and that is really where you know society as a whole made it okay or made it not okay and that's where a lot of the disconnections and if you will even inequalities are from a standpoint of 
even those children who are raised and being raised under those kinds of conditions from a standpoint of a single parent, a single child doesn't have to lack, whether it's even opportunities, loans, education, Mm -hmm. just because of that. But that is very much out there. Um, even going through the court system and, and when I was even myself having my child and it was by choice, um, but Mm -hmm. the, the stereotypes that I got and received, oh, you're a single parent. And I embraced it and thought, yeah, isn't it a wonderful thing? Like I'm having a child. Like, let's focus Mm -hmm. on that instead of anything that's not of, you know, what somebody else judges it to be, how it should be. It happens. And I think at the time, uh, mine was 2007, and I think I remember reading near uh, just under 60% of parents were single parents, whether that's, you know, from, from different situations, different reasons, choice or not choice or single or together or not. Um, it, it was, it was near 60%. So, um, the times have to keep up with those changes as well, like everything else does. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we, when okay. you talk, when you're talking about, when you're talking about single parenting and you're talking about raising the children, okay. You, y'all know the saying where they say that, uh, a woman can't raise a man, can't you know, can't raise a yeah. a man, and uh, and then you got all these these isms and schisms out there, all these stereotypes mm-hmm. out there. You know, how do you address those? That's a great question, Lionel. Um, um, I just transparently and honest I can. You can have different um, role models, if you will, outside in the community. Obviously, positive. Um, role models from teachers and coaches and friends um, to offer that. But, but truly, I don't know how much, you know, I do think, yes, there's, there's male traits, there's female traits. Um, and I do think having some transparency and conversations with your own child when they become of age to explain that, because that, that very much comes around too. Well, why don't I have, you know, the mom or the dad around, well, why is my situation different? And we have friends of all kinds of different partners and or single parents, married families, whatever it is. Um, kids, are, kids are not blind to what surrounds them. And I think transparency and honesty is very important. I do think, you know, even civil laws need to look at, yeah, when you do, let's say court orders, let's say you're having a straight out separation, divorce, what have you. Uh, visitation, what have you. That's different. It takes a very different look and model when they're babies to when they're now 12 and 14. There's different needs in that child. Now, yes, parents should be right along with those kids for needs. But again, when one may or may not be, that's when the courts and civil matters need to just, they need to be, they need to evolve with those growing and changes. So, yeah, man has his role and the woman has their role, but what do you do? How do you replace that when one or the other does not want to be involved, when one or the other is not there, is not present, even if there's an unfortunate death of one or the other? Does that mean that child's lacking? No. I think those resources should be available in those situations. And we are, a, a, you know, it does take a village to raise a family and to raise children. So that's where the village, you know, we have to have these organizations and, and um, um, programs available to kids. Yes. 
Okay. Stephanie, I think it's great what you're doing. So, you know, um, Valentine's Day doesn't have to be miserable because, um, you know, something or someone's not there. Absolutely. So we make it fun. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not about me. It's all about God who gave me the strength to be here today. Because when I went through my divorce, I tell you, I went through a strong depression, and I didn't want to comb my hair. I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't do any of that. And and God said, get up. And that's when I got up and started the daycare, two of them. And, uh, yeah, I had to for my kids. It wasn't about me. But not knowing right. that he had this purpose in mind for me, I knew nothing about purpose. That was the mindset I have today. It's not the mindset that I have then. Right. And like you said about co-parenting, you're absolutely right. Co-parenting is something very important. I've lived through it. It can be hell or it can be, you know, easy going. Sure. But yeah. either way, we made the choice. <laughs> so that's yeah. just the result of our decision-making, right? So at yep. the end of the day, you know, I had to I had to go through the co-parenting issues of having to call the police just to pick up my child yep. or the what? step-parent didn't know that he or no, she, yeah. the space that Are they hold could be a bite. Yes, I had to because the, step, um, yeah. the stepmother at that time, she was trying to fight me every time I go pick up my child. And there was reason right. behind it. You never know what the ex is telling the step, the, the, the new wife or the new husband. So you're just kind of caught in the middle of that. And mm. so at the end of the day, yeah. kids don't deserve to have to be um, caught no, up or have no. to see uh, see them awarding every time they're picked up. It's supposed to be a, a no. nice exchange, but it's, a lot of times we can't do that. We have to yeah. set and there's, yeah. you know, things in, uh, custody orders in place or well, come to some type of agreement to say, hey, I'm going to pick up Lil Ray Ray at 6 o'clock on Friday. And I'm going to ask you all, do y'all have any testimony? Do y'all have any stories about that from other females or yourself? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's what yes. I was sharing. That's what I was sharing with you now. That's what I was okay. saying. I was sharing my testimony. And I have other testimonies who have yeah. nightmares, too, that um, yeah. you you go to pick up your child. It could be a fight. And you, some, you can't even yeah. pick up from your own home. you got to pick up from a grocery store yeah. or a gas station yeah. to make an exchange. Yeah. And Stephanie, yeah, you can you're document doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're doing what you're doing because of your story. And I know along my story, it was mm-hmm. so many people that I met along the way, single dads, single moms, um, both mm-hmm. ways. And some of the stories, I mean, I was happy to be, you know, that they felt comfortable to share with me. But I thought, wow, everybody has a story. Some are good, yep. some are great, some are bad, some were worse, and some were better, and and it it really is an ongoing life situation. It's not going to change tomorrow because what the problem is of sorts, one of the elements anyway, is that we put emotion into it when it's breaking apart, as opposed to the child, the child, the child didn't ask for the join, you know, the union or the separation. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They just they're mm-hmm. here. They didn't even ask to be born, unfortunately. You know, it was one of those things that that was our choice. Um, so we have to change that, everything that happens into positivity the best way we can. And even to share, because we are, one of the purposes that I even wrote my book was not for my story, because I recognized everybody had one. It was that I felt if one other person could be empowered, can be strengthened, can be motivated to know it's okay then then the writing was for a purpose 
And we are stronger in number. We are stronger when we share our story. You're sharing with me, and we did a a little before the show. And, again, just hearing that, it's like, okay, I can do this. We're okay. And that's what the stereotype of people thinking, oh, I feel sorry for her. No, don't. No. Give me the pat on the back and, and say, what are we doing next? You know, let's do this thing. You know, and and these resources available to other single moms and dads to know what to do, where to go, how to do it. I, I think it's very empowering and we'll be in a better place. Our kids will be in a better place. And that's mm-hmm. what matters. Yep. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Well, what part does the, what part does the school, okay, y'all talked oh. about sports. So what part of the school, the church, and, and and you were talking about, like, the kids playing sports and things like that, how does that help the single moms and the single fathers? I think well, it helps them come um, together. Yeah. I think it helps them I come together. If, if, yeah, if you, if you can get along. Right. Go ahead. I think it's a piece also of just letting – you know, those kids, again, feel like they're not missing out on any opportunities, you know, than any other child. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to let my kid think that he's growing up different because he is a single kid, child, sorry, parented home versus any of his peers. He's not going to hear anything different. So he's going to have be exposed to the same experiences, even if that's something like, taking a trip, if you're available, you know, to take a quick vacation, even if it's just a quick one or going to movies or whatever it is. And I do love to be able to share with those parents because we all have a story and that's what it comes down to. I was sharing with one uh, last night at at basketball practice. Um, And again, some better, some worse. And you just have to empower each other and give them support and say, you know what, hang in there. You're doing a great job. You know what? If you need this, here's this resource. You know what? And hey, I shared with them also about I'm going to be on a radio show. So hopefully, everybody or anybody's listening, <laughs> but they can all learn that it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Are, are we back? We all together? Yes. Stephanie, are you there? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, you know, put some input on that. Oh, I just think with the sports, you know, you if the the children will have a different experience, no matter if it's sports, no matter if you're going to Sunday school, because what's what's happening is, and what I found in churches going on um, church ministries with the kids, you know, um, what happened is mom and dad will break up, the mom and dad will break up and start dating someone from the church. And then they go, then now they're starting to come to church with a new family. Now the kids in children's ministry, they're talking about it. My mama, my mama left your mama. My, my daddy left your mm. daddy. But, you know, they have those conversations that we don't think about. We just think mm-hmm. it's okay. And even though kids are resilient, they can bounce back from anything, it still affects them. There's a, a level of anxiety that they carry the rest of their life, whether they don't want to be married, mm-hmm. they don't want to have kids. Because they we've taken them through so much. My kids they don't want to be married. They don't want to have kids because they've seen us fight all the time, and that's not fair oh. to them because they didn't ask to be here. And so they have these conversations on the field, in Sunday school, in school, all over, and nobody's dealing with it. And that's why we as black people we got to be able to take on uh, counseling. We got to be able to take on a coach. We got to be able to take on 
uh, someone is held as accountable, a team, a support system that can help us navigate through this system. You know, we just have to have people just have to communicate. Is there any counseling or anything that you could tell our other uh, mothers out there about where they could go to to get that kind of help, even like your program? Uh, yes, we have a team of professionals, a t- uh, family therapists, educators, and also I'm a life professional, uh, certified life professional coach. And what I say is to understand therapy is somebody who can write a prescription for you. Now, you know we don't like to go to the to the. To the I know, I know, I know, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Because we got to work through some stuff, because if not, we're gonna find ourselves in in jail later on, or down the, our down kids on, is not gonna be. Yeah. Yes, a lot of hurt, yeah. a lot of issues, and unnecessary pain that we don't want to go through because of the stigma that's tied to the black community. That therapy is not, you know, is not a good fit. Yeah. And also, I'm choosing. I ain't crazy. Huh? I ain't crazy. Right. I know they ain't. Yeah, not yet. I <laughs> <laughs> want that stuff start building up inside. Yeah. Then right. you'll be trying to you'll be trying to talk to anybody that will listen. You know, I'll add in there too that you know sometimes it's that, and sometimes it's just even working again, being transparent and honest with your children, especially now with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're already stuck in the house. They do need to yeah. have, you know, that outlet, and and we as parents need to provide the the wisdom, the insight to do that. Whether it's take a walk, whether it's hey. Let's do some stretching. Hey, let's whatever that is. Um, I have a healthcare background, so it is a little bit different. Where mm-hmm. I even take my child and took him when he was little, because sometimes you don't know if kids are playing tough guy, tough girl, because they don't want you mm-hmm. to, you know, see their their hurt. Um, but I've mm-hmm. taken him for energy, uh, Reiki evaluation, which is an energy healing, and we do, you know, even from the standpoint of eating properly and vitamins and all these things, because it has a lot to do, a lot you maybe don't realize, it may have a lot to do with mood. And you want to empower your kids to be as well, you know, prepared to handle stress in in itself. But, my gosh, this is even more stressful in some situations for kids. So life is already stressful. So we got to help them, keep them strengthened in, inside and outside, fortify them, um, nourish them, love them. And, um, yeah, give them all the resources they need. And there, mm-hmm. there are great programs that are very friendly from a standpoint of it's not, oh, I'm going to counseling. So they don't feel that either. It's just kind of like we're just going to do some playing and some interacting and some drawing and some music and some dance, you know, just to kind of get those out, those things out. Yeah. Where, where and, if I'm, and if I... Mm-hmm. Okay, you brought up you brought up the subject about about this uh this COVID and and them not being in school uh-huh. and them having to have to study at home. Okay, mm-hmm. well how that how how that affects a single mother because now you got to stay mm-hmm. home. Okay, what age is it that they can stay at home by themselves? I, I don't I don't know that. Is that fourteen or how it's, old? Is it? Twelve for the state of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you deal with that? I mean, if but first and foremost, Lionel, I would say the, the other bigger thing, Lionel, I would say is 
you know, that's, that's a legality, if you will, you would be surprised. We personally know that there are parents that leave their kids, stay at home alone, 10, 9, you know, and then some of the parents that maybe myself included, uh, my kid is, my child is 13, but it does, do I let them stay at home alone? Maybe for an hour or two. But again, it's, it's really, again, educating those parents to know what and what not and how to empower your kids. So if a parent knows, okay, yeah, you can leave them alone when they're 13, 14, but, but here's, here's the offshoot. Is that what you want? I mean, look at all the stories we read about different crimes, about different things that happen. Single parents who are anxious to go back out and date, and then the other person that's now dating, if you will, and what happens, um, you know. Um, so, so it's really empowering your child with not only knowledge, um, safety, even when we're raising them, you know, safety at home, turning off stoves and you know, so, so I think individually, it depends on a certain child. Yeah, legally, you can leave them when they're 14. But some 14s are not emotionally and mentally ready yet. Some 10-year-olds might be. So it just depends, um, you know, what, you know, looking at the children for who they are. And that's how we need to, anybody, adults even, we have to look at each other. We're all different. So kids are going to be too. That's natural. That's normal. I don't think we need to, some of these things, these legalities need to be lessened along the way instead of, you know, use your good judgment, you know, see, yeah. Okay, you want to jump in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm just totally agreeing with what she's saying. And just to add to what she's saying, it, it can be a, a totally different spinoff. Um, when my kids, when I moved to Atlanta, I didn't get permission from the courts, and that's how I lost custody of my daughters. And uh, even though I lived in an apart- a really nice co- apartment complex that had on-site child care, um, and, I, and I worked, you know, maybe a 45-minute drive away, you know how Atlanta traffic is, that 45-minute, because sometimes mm-hmm. it turned into two hours. And sure. so that, that was counted against me in court. Uh, oh, wow. And they felt like yeah. my son, who was the oldest at the time, and I think he was 12, they felt like he was more of a caregiver than me. And that's oh, one part right. of the reason why I lost uh, custody. And people don't understand that. And the courts don't, you know, they, they, they frown upon that. They, at one point, they want you to be at home with your kids, but then at the other point, mm-hmm. they're complaining about if you go on the system because you, you now have to choose between your job and your child. And no right. parents should have to choose between their job and their child. And that's why you have to have a support system so that yeah. um, you can say, you know, Ms. Tanya, I think we talked about it before, she's good at education, and sure she's good at, you know, cooking or discipline. You got someone, everybody that holds something and they can bring to the table and support each other. And if you don't have that, you know, as a single parent, if the if the uh, the non-custodial parent is not present, then it can it can be hard, but it can be done. And that's why I yeah. encourage all parents to find out what your purpose is, get game up your uh, finances so that you don't have to depend on a program, you don't have to depend on anybody, but God and yourself to do it. Because you can, it's so much. So many opportunities are out there for us to make money from home. Go online, you start your T-shirt business so easy. Get you some mugs, post them, sell them. Uh, if you like to do taxes, your friends will refer you. You can do that if you're good at cooking. Sell dinners at your kitchen yeah. from 11 to 2. 
There's so many creative ways to get there, but if you don't get connected around people that are like-minded, then you will just kind of fall off the wayside. So you just got to be careful in leaving your child at home uh, these days. And uh, with the school and the COVID and all that kind of stuff that's going on, it's an extra added level of stress, and it shouldn't be yeah. but, um, because they're our kids. Why is our kids stressing us out at home? They're your kids. You know, yeah. so we got to think differently. We just go by what the 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 state says and what's promoted on the news. Okay, well let me let me let me throw something in here. How you know, so so that you all can talk to the other mothers and the other people that are listening to the show. How do you deal with 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 defects with protective services? Okay, in my in my case, and I I, I think we might have talked about this a little bit. Uh, Stephanie, when we when we did our first interview, but but me, I got in, I got in trouble. Okay, at ten years old, I got in trouble because, you know, after my stepfather passed away, my mother was raising me on her own, and she was doing a, a good job of it. But somebody broke into our house. You know, some two guys broke into our house, and uh, so you know, her and her girlfriend was was there and her daughters were there and, and my best friend, her son, you know, we were there. They got the mother, my mother gra- grabbed us and took us inside of her bedroom and she, uh, and she closed the door and her door had a hash lock on the inside. So she, so she didn't, couldn't find the lock. So she took a spoon and put it down inside the hash lock and bent it. Right. And meanwhile, we could hear these guys ramshacking the house, you know, Looking for whatever they were going to steal and everything like that. Well, my 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 stepfather, he was a military man. He had pistols and guns in the house, and uh, I knew where he kept them at. So I reached inside the bottom drawer while they were kicking. When they started kicking on the door to try to get in the door where we were, I shot through the door two times, and I hit uh-huh. I hit one of the guys. Okay. And when I hit the guy, he went running out the house. You know, they went running out the house and all that stuff. And, of course, you know, the protective services came in and played. You know, the police came and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The first thing they did was separated me from my mother. They separated me from the house because I had I had shot him. Okay. So how do you deal with, how do you deal with, you know, those kind of situations when the kids are getting in trouble and they're doing stuff like that. Now you got to deal with, you know, defects and protective services. Sorry for that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, with defects, yeah, it's tricky. And then also it's about who you know at defects as well. So it's not all as it's cracked up to be. I think we have a lot of independ- uh, dependency on these systems that are out here that are really not, in our kids' best interest, okay? And that's one thing. But yeah. I must say, my my uh, my daughter, she was young. She was, uh, caught the school bus. She got in trouble for something. I forgot what it was. And her dad beat her. She had uh, third-degree bruises on her, like the size of a quarter. She called me from the oh. bus crying, you know, telling me the story. And because she had used to, asked to use the bus driver's phone number, I mean, a phone to call me. And so I called, you know, DFAC and all them, and somebody went out to investigate. I'm in Georgia. They're in a different state, and they drive down. And um, I'm driving down trying to see what's going on, so I went to go get her. 
Clem reached her dad. I guess he was out on his job, but it was a long time coming. Long story short, after a few days, after all this paid out, they go and investigate the home. He's been married at this point. They go out and they investigate the home, and uh, just because they feel like a home is good, then nothing can happen to the child. This oh. is not fair, and it's not true. And you got, and I got documentation from Children's Hospital and a police report stating about these bruises. They, in turn, gave her back to him, even though she had these bruises on her. Mm. Now, the lady told me after the fact, she said to me, this is after the fact, she said, I couldn't tell you then, but um, if had you had taken those babies and flew back to Georgia, there would have been nothing we could do about it. See, right. it, the, the problem yeah. lies in where the jurisdiction that you live in so it had to be handled there because our court jurisdictions was in a, in a different state. And right. Georgia had nothing to do with that jurisdiction. But she told me, had I, had I left, flew those babies back to Georgia, then Georgia would have got, jurisdiction would have gotten involved, say, this is what happened to my, my child. Um, mm-hmm. This is what happened to my child under her father's care. Then Georgia could have intervened at that time. But see, I didn't know that. I didn't know my rights. And that's why SPC is here to help people know their rights because there's so many things like this, and 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 kind of find out he actually knew the lady that did the case. He knew his uh-huh. wife at the time knew the caseworker, so they worked it out, uh-huh. and that's how that happened. They were able to, yeah. Well, that's and that's and they don't care because they just only... eliminate their caseload. Yeah, because they're on overload right now. Yeah. So to yeah, minimize so their the... caseload. Yeah. They just minimize, right? And so, so interesting yeah. when I was, you know, going through my journey, nothing, nothing that involved defects or anything, but from a standpoint of just dealing with the court system, um, interestingly enough, I mean, I couldn't believe that I was still subject to the same process, if you will, length of time and, um, you know, even court order for I, I wasn't married when I had my child, I, um, you know, it was a short relationship gone bad quick. And that's why I wrote the book, um, Lost and Found. But also at the time, I couldn't believe a court system would do this. And I looked up. At one point, I was willing and, and ready and able to move to another state. Because um, I thought, you know, first of all, why is it by jurisdiction by state? Like there's part of the problem. Because you have to know that kids and parents will always cross state lines. That's like a road trip. So, but, but the jurisdiction changes. That's what's uh, unbelievable as opposed to federal. Um, also, um, 50 states in the United States do not define the best interests of the child. So when I was going through my mm-hmm. journey and writing the book, I wow. thought about, well, okay, where will I move? And that's what it was. It was like no states define the best interest of the child. It's really the best interest of the court systems and or, mm-hmm. you know, the people fighting. And unfortunately, again, when you put in, in that equation, you put in fear, you put in, I mean, Stephanie, you were reacting. You had to react mm-hmm. to something. Right? And that's the thing. We don't mm-hmm. have time to think and process and think, okay, these are my rights and this is what I can do because every state is different. And because mm-hmm. they don't define this, you can manipulate the law to support whatever lawyer and person that's wants right. to argue it, you know, and that's, that's, right. that's an unfortunate place because, again, this is the future of our people. I mean, these are our children. We should have a best mm-hmm. interest defined of what that is. 
I don't know if I want to go that far and say, okay, I want them to define it because who knows what they'll come up with, but I'm just saying. Um, we need to have a good best interest definition of the child, whether that's, you know, everything encompassing safety, even mental stability, because sometimes if you're in a bad situation where there's a lot of yelling and fighting going on, mm-hmm. um, then, then you're going to create more problem. And that really does stay with that child for a long time to come. I know people mm-hmm. who have unfortunately been in it. Like I said, everybody's got a story and, um, where, um, one parent was getting abused, physically abused by the other parent, and the children witnessed it. So guess what they went on to, you know, and may um, go on in life to think is normal in a relationship, you know, and or, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's okay, what's not okay, but to, to watch that happening to your mother. I know, for example, this is not necessarily um well, it is single parenting of sorts, but um, looking at the high school senior awards this year, um, the mm-hmm. one girl who got the award, she had a story on there that she witnessed this every other day, and one day she witnessed the father, no, the mother, shoot the father in front of her because she couldn't take it anymore. But that mm-hmm. child witnessed that. He, she, she was standing out and doing her thing. I mean, she won the All-American Senior award at her high school but but to still have that on your on your heart on your thought that's just um so we do need some more direction and and better things whether it's defects whether it's the courts whether it's i know different things have been in front of the courts here lately um didn't necessarily pass but um you know there's some good lawyers out there that are trying to fight for what's right um and and for our children um, we just have to do our research. We have to stay positive. And this is where these kinds of forums to, in, you know, share with each other, to be strengthened, to be that village, to have the resources, to talk, whether it's, you know, a book club, whether it's a movie, whether it's a, uh, not a movie, but whether it's a TV show that, that um, is a talk show that's talking about these things. These are real things. And we're on the radio and maybe it's not really real to people. No, it's real. We're living this. We are real. Whether that was in a different generation, Lionel, with your situation, whether it's in our generation, and it will be in the generations because if we don't make change, how can we expect change? Well, can I, can I jump in here? Because, okay, of in, course. My situation, in my situation, you know, they, you know, quickly they were saying, man, this is a bad child. This child unshot. This right. child, this yeah. child unshot men, you know. Right. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I remember going into the courtroom, right, and, I, you know, they had me dressed up in my little suit, you know, and uh, right. I was sitting there, and I'm listening, but I don't know, you know, the legalities of what's going on. Sure. I didn't know that they were getting ready to take me away from my mother and all that, but the judge did something. The judge said, wait a minute. He stopped the lawyers, you know, from their bickering, you know, yeah. going yeah. back and forth. And he said, you know what? He said, I want to hear from this young man right here. You know, I want to hear from him, from, 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 right. from him you know. Yeah. So so, so he asked me to tell what happened. And I told, I told the judge, I was like, you know, my dad told me, you know, that I was the man of the house, you know, that I had to take care of the house, protect my mama, this, mm-hmm. that, that before he passed away. You know, we, we had those kind of talks, right? And uh, yeah. I said, so when those men broke into the house, you know, my mother gathered us into the room. She locked the door. 
behind her, and uh, and and I said, and I reached in the drawer and I got my father's gun, and uh, when they tried to break through the door, I shot, you know, and 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 you know what the judge said after he heard my story? He said, you know what, young man, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to yep. protect yep. the house. Okay, yeah. and, and 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 the people from the from the defects and all that, they were so angry because they wanted to take me. They wanted to take me away as as I was a bad child or something like that. So so, right. you know, when we when we're talking about situations like that, I have a mother that I'm working a case for her son right now, and this boy has been in the in the uh, juvenile justice system since he was 14 years old. Okay. Now he's now he's a he's a grown man, right? He's he's you know he's a grown man, and they're getting ready to to try to transfer him over into the prison system for things that he did as a child. Things that if I did them when I was a child, I wouldn't even you know go to jail. I get a whooping or whatever like that. Okay. But because of this system, right? He's looking at ten years in the penitentiary. Yep. Okay. So 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 when you're talking about defects and talking about child protective service, we we think that they're supposed to be in for the best interest of the child, but you all are making it clear that that there's a different definition for yeah. that. I, I know. Okay. Yes. I know there are children out there that are being molested. There are children out there that are being abused. Okay. Yes. I, I grant it on that. But what about those children that are not? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's what that's what right. one of my things was. It's like you've got we've got to get and and how do we push for that the the definition of the best interest and really about the child, not about the interest in that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they said um, or I've read there are more juvenile jails now than ever. Yeah. And it's like, but and and that's the thing. It's like, well, then we need to. Are they really getting any kind of reform even prior to? Is it because of the parenting? Is it because of social media and how the world has or the country has changed? Um, it's certainly advancing. Um, parenting is, is a, is, parenting hasn't changed, but the dynamics surrounding it has. And that's where some just say, oh, it's okay, or this or that. And, you know, you can leave children alone at home at seven, eight years old. You can let them drive in the front seat even sometimes. I'm like, different things along the way. I mean, Stephanie, you know, and we have seen it in different forms and and ways and different things. And even as a single parent and talking and communicating with the, the, you know, the the two-parent households, even different thoughts and what we do and what we don't do is, is even different. I mean, we have to respect each other and no, don't feel sorry for me because I'm the single fit, fit, you know, parent. Um, but, but let's empower each other and grow from one another and learn a different way. Um, a new, not a different way, but a, um, a fortified way. So if I'm missing something because I'm the single parent then show me how it's different in your home because you've got two, but there's things in the two parent mm-hmm. homes that I would never do. Because I'm like, oh wow, no, not that's not acceptable in my home. Not because of strictness. It's because I'm not leaving my child, for example, alone at nine years old. And there was one mm-hmm. yesterday at, at basketball that we were, you know, talking, and one kid was uh, present and one wasn't. I said, well, where is, you know, that kind of thing? And it was a single parent home. 
again. One parent would do it one way. The other parent said, no, I wouldn't do that, but that's what happened. So, you know, again, those kinds of things. And those kids, you have to know they know that. And we have to bring it to a point where the, the household is stronger than a court system that tells you what to do and tells you what they're going to do and threatens you or what have you. Um, this should all be the best interest of the children. But they are our future. Well, I think a lot of I think a lot of things changed with the drug war, and uh, you know, and the fact that we were utilizing you know young kids to sell drugs and sell the crack cocaine and stuff. Because if they if they arrested if they arrested me, I'm a grown man. I would have to go through the time, go through the court system, go through the hearings and all that. But a child yeah. could go out there and they could sell crack or something like that, and they would catch them and uh, you know and release them you know, back to the parents. So that's when they made the law, if a child commits an adult crime, he gets adult time. And so that 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 flooded that flooded the, the juvenile justice system with a whole lot of uh with a whole lot of kids. Okay, and I can tell you, you know, my mother going through that situation with me, you know, she had a nervous breakdown. If it wasn't for yeah. her sister being able to step in and take care of me at that time, she probably would have lost me. Okay, but you know, glory to God. I thank God for you know all the things that that happened. You know, we were able to you know be reunited and you know continue our lives. Yeah. So, so yeah. if y'all have anything to say about the juvenile justice, and we're down to like ten minutes, I want to leave you, you ladies, enough time for uh, for you and Mona to talk about your book, and for you, Stephanie, to talk about your program and the Valentine and the events you got coming up. So I'll jump on that subject right now. What 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 do we do about this system now? And what could you tell those mothers whose children are caught up in the juvenile justice system now? Well, I you know, honestly, I basically you don't have. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I can't really, you know, um, offer much because it doesn't. Um, that is not my reality. So from the standpoint of. You know, for the for other parents, for even even dealing with maybe a, a bad kid, as you as we talk about, you know, this bad kid, whatever they want to call it, you know, that's where the parenting starts, and we got to get to those to those children before it even gets to the juvenile system. Let's let's hope and pray for not for less of those and not happening and going in that direction, um, and just focus on again the parenting parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically yeah, for, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. So basically yep. for me, in that, in that, in that space, uh, never mentioned the juvenile system outside of the story that I shared with you. Uh, and, you know, I tell people all the time to just, you know, if you can work it out amongst yourselves, let's do that because we pay a lot of money to the court system to tell us how to raise our kids. And to me, it's another form of slavery. You tell them when you can see your kids, how you can raise your kids, and when you can pick them up, when you can talk to them. It's all in a court order. And if you if you miss that court order, you can go to jail or you're paying a large fine, or it can keep you from losing your kids all over again. So if you can work it out, do it yourself. And uh, another point is uh, mental health is real. And if you don't do the work as women, if we don't do the work as men, We'll, we'll we'll continue to have this system. So self love and self care is very important. Uh, doing the work is so important. I can't stress enough that we have to do the work, do the work, do the work, because if not, our mental state 
is at stake. And that's so important because we won't have the mental capacity to be able to carry out, just like you said, lining with your mom, if it weren't for your sister to step in, who knows what would have happened to you and who knows what would have happened to your mom from a mental state because there's nothing like losing a child to a system and and you feel helpless because there's nothing you can do. You know, even in child, child custody, if you lose your child, you know, there's nothing you can do. You just have to go by what the judge says. And this child has come out of you, out of your womb. It takes like about two years or so before you even talk about getting them back. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so Stephanie, tell us about what you got going on again, how they can get in contact with you, and then, uh, then Mona, you can come in and tell them about your book and how they can okay. get it if it's on Amazon or how we can do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Single Parent Coalition, uh, we are a group on – we have a private group on Facebook. You can request to join if you are a single parent. We'd love to have you. Uh, Sunday, we're having a Valentine's called SPC Treats, uh, which will start at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. We have a gift, an uh, Airbnb gift that was gifted to us uh, to win because we'll talk about it after the movie. Uh, then we have on March 1st through the 7th, and it's only $5. It is uh, our conversations with Stephanie where we talk about different topics such as this. We'll have different um, parents to share their story and answers to help, you know, to help with their solutions and, again, providing support. March 15th, we'll be starting our master class, two days a month for three months, and we'll put you in front of our expert panel, family therapists, educators, child support specialists, and many, and some, so many more people or experts in this area, along with uh, financial uh, concerns and uh, will and testament because so many people Especially with this COVID now, we don't have a will in place to know who's going to get our kids because if we don't have this stuff in place, then we would sure. definitely, uh, everything would go to the state. You may also pick up my book on Amazon, Being Uniquely Single, um, as well there. So the step, Single Parenting with Stephanie is on Facebook group. You can find us there to get more information, and you can reach out. Our website is singleparentcoalition.com. That is single parent coalition.com and you can go to our website to reach out to us or you can reach us at 1-888-848-6609 that's 1-888-848-6609 excellent thank you okay come on now <laughs> come on uh, so my name again Mona Solomon I did write a book called Lost and Found it is on Amazon and it is a story of a mother's love and resilience to fight the fight worth fighting. And, and obviously that is, that is your child. Um, the book is about, you know, uh, a story. And like I said, we all have a story. And it, and it was written with the purpose of educating, motivating, inspiring, supporting, and encouraging women and people to realize the strength that lies within each of us when we're confronted with life challenges. I can't okay. think of a bigger... Mona, please. Mona, please give the name of the book. Yes, Lost and Found, and it is on Amazon. If you just look up Lost and Found, my name, it will be up. Yep. And um, we are all confronted with a challenge in life, and again, um, we all have a story. So know that you can be empowered um, from whatever angle your challenge is, and hopefully, this book gives you that 
inspiration. There's a few other little underlying stories, again, of people I crossed paths with, stories I had heard, read, felt, endured, um, and, and hopefully it can empower each of, of you and whoever wants to pick it up, please. And I look forward to comments and questions. Reach out and um, put comments on Amazon. And um, who knows? We're thinking of a sequel and possibly a TV series coming. We'll see. How can they get in contact with you? Um, really, it's going to be just on um, – uh, I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram post uh, page. So Mona Solomon on Facebook as well as um, Instagram. It's uh, Mona Solomon oh, – I'm sorry. Uh, just Mona Solomon. If you search it, you'll find me. Uh, but please, you know, comments, everything, please. And you can also reach me on my – you can send me a message and I'll IM you my phone number. Okay. Ladies, any closing remarks? I appreciate everybody listening and for your time and just know that we are stronger in number and it does take a village. So let's unite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree with you, Mona. Uh, we are single parenting together. And yes, uh, I just can't stress enough to do the work. Do the work. The coaching see therapy, get an accountability partner so that you can have a support that is there to assist you and help you along the way because you are definitely not alone. Amen. Amen. Okay. Glory to God. Do you, any of you want, ladies want to end with a prayer or any of you want to pray? We have, it's, we're down to uh, uh, it's uh, 1257. We have a few minutes okay. left. I just want to comment that first and foremost, as we know, God is good and he does know and see everything. And certainly along my journey, um, I I did make a passage in the book um, where uh, the moniker in the book is have faith in your creator, trust in the process and believe in yourself. And truly when, when the judge stopped, you know, court proceedings, just similar to what you said, um, Lionel, when, when the judge said to you, can I talk to you, young man? Um, mm-hmm. She said the same thing to me, and she said, can you just turn to me? Can I just talk to you? And she said, you've got to trust the process. And I know, and I knew, and I will know always, God is always there. Glory. Trust in the process. Yeah. All right. Amen. All right. Well, let me clean. Okay. If y'all don't want to end the prayer, I end the prayer. No, nah, come on, Stephanie. Come on, Stephanie. <laughs> I ain't going to let you off the hook like that. <laughs> oh, God, Lord God, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity of connection and love and faith and a hope pulled together and surrounded by your love, Lord Jesus. We magnify you today. We thank you for everything that you brought us through, not knowing that it was to magnify you during this time, Lord, but we thank you for allowing us to see this day so that we would know who you are and whose we are. And we just thank you for allowing us to live and see another year. Thank you for all our listeners, Lord. We ask that you perfect everything concerning every family that's represented that is listening here today and on this platform, and that you perfect everything concerning them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all, this is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. And you know we're coming at you with nothing but the Amen. whole truth. Peace. And bless. <laughs> Thank you.